That's a strikeout. That's a strikeout for Mr. Edwin Diaz, and hello and welcome to When Will It End? I've heard of movie series we've covered, but this one's ridiculous. So glad this is over. This one has been ridiculous. Uh, that joke is... It does get better and better every ridiculous. time you say it. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone listening, hello, hello. It is When Will It End? It's the movie podcast. We watch the movies. You know that. We watch them all. We watch them all. We start with one. Can you list some of the movies we've watched? Oh, boy. You want me to? I mean, that does Pitch sound like something right in my wheelhouse. The Chronicles Boring of Riddick. People, just like listing shit. The Chronicles of Riddick colon Dark Fury. Huh? Oh, just in this series. I thought you wanted me to go back to the annals. Don't. It's yeah. too early to talk about annals at this okay, point in the we'll episode. Wait for 20 minutes. We are today discussing the 2013 movie Riddick. And all I can say is... Don't say the joke, please. <laughs> we've Stop. covered a lot of movies. Don't do it. All right, all We've right. covered a lot of we, movies on the show, the but this one was ridiculous. Yeah, it was ridiculous. No, 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 that's it. This one was ridiculous. That's the oh, end of it. I wasn't going to do the joke. This one I'm, was Riddick. We've I'm covered, so sorry. I ruined your joke. We've covered a lot. No, it was just like a statement. It was just a statement. I we've know, covered a lot of show, movies on the show. This one's Riddick. This one's Riddick. Oh, you're saying it funny, though. No, it's Riddick. Okay, you said it's it ridiculous. It's ridiculous well, that we've, it took us this long to get to Riddick. Um, we got like five more minutes of the Riddick thing, right? We can just... Uh, what do you think? We're I don't doing? think we need to kill okay. time on the okay. show. You're, I right. Think, you're right. I think we can just... This could be a 30-minute episode. Okay. We don't have any time commitments. <laughs> doesn't matter. We're going to do a solid 15 minutes and go to Home Depot. I think that's <laughs> I the plan. I do like that now. I feel like when we are doing it, and I'm, st- I'm not going to talk about this for very long because I know it bothers you. It does, yes. But I, I know that now that we're doing it again in the same same room, I feel like that was one thing that was very... Like we reached 45 minutes and I could just feel the stress of you wanting to finish and go... Do something by yourself. Usually use the bathroom. Yeah, but now that I'm here, we, I can just follow you into the bathroom. and we That's can, true. Yeah. You, we can just drag with the mixer, drag our lightweight mics, and, and while I uh, go and... Look, I'm going to be real with you. Sometimes yeah. I got to pee. Yeah. Sometimes I got to poop. We both just peed. We both just peed. We cleared our bladders. We said... Our small intestines should be unencumbered for this discussion. Yes. Let's get to this fucking series. Pitch Black, mm. I really found it pretty underwhelming, pretty formulaic, lacking in a lot of the rich textural detail and high-quality filmmaking that makes similar films uh, do a lot better. Yeah. The second movie, we both were bowled over by an explosion of world-building, the delight of Blotto, played by the great Carl Urban. Oh, wait, wait, what about this, this real second one? Blotto oh, no, no. Well, well, yes, we loved the, 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 the interstitial... Dark Fury animated short we thought was like a wonderful encapsulation of what works about Riddick and, yeah. and the pitch black world. Then, yeah, the second proper full length film erupts into a pure batshit proto Aquaman. What the fuck is going on? Not quite as self-aware and charming as Aquaman, but still, you know, you got guys called the Necromongers. Mm. They got big ships, big mm. armor. The guy was wearing the freaking hat with the bone oh, on it. That was good. Bone hat. Yeah, they're all they all wearing bone hats. They, they, yeah, but he had the, the one bald guy had well, the cool they were bone all bald wearing bone hats. This one just had lines. Yeah, we realized that it was now confusing as to whether or not his eyes were genetic or if he indeed paid with them paid for uh, surgery in jail for menthols. The, uh, they uh, and which again is even more confusing this time, where it's clear that they are genetic and they've just given up on the pitch black explanation. So, yeah, this is, so this is it's interesting to me that this is the fourth. Riddick movie 
And it reminds me a lot of the fourth Fast and the Furious movie, but also starring Vin, where they basically were like, oh, the first one was pretty good, but it, our budget was small and we were just, you know, stretching our legs. What, what's the phrase? You, uh, you stretch your legs? No. Spreading our wings and flying away? Mm, I'm not really sure. But anyway, it's like, Into the night of a it's, this is the baby. dark night. Into, 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 into the light of the dark night. So yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, it's 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 weird to me that they're like, oh, we could do it better this time, because now we got the budget, now we got the time. But then when you actually try to, I don't know, it's like when you lose, say you're writing a poem, something like that, or maybe you're doing some harsh noise and you got it locked in. Now, that's not how harsh noise works, right? Harsh noise is more you feel it in the moment and then you just let it go. No, I mean, I think you can be locked in in anything you do. Okay, well, I'm just Like, saying, right now, like, I'm scratching a cat. And you're locked in? Well, no, I'm locked into making great podcasting content. That's true. But I'm also lo- scratching a cat. I'm just, I'm, I was thinking that, like, I've had this happen where I'm writing a short story, writing a poem, and then my computer dies, and I lose all my hard work. And when you try to rewrite that one poem, it never comes out as good as the first time, even though you did it once. Hi, Harry. Well, there, there's that instinct. The remake instinct is so interesting. Like that's the whole subgenre of the fucking ex- exploration. This podcast is all about because, like, famously, Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two. Yeah, where it's like, okay, I'm going to treat Evil Dead as the demo reel, and now we're going to do an even more punched up, weirdly similar version of the first one that has like a weird acknowledge- acknowledgments of it. And this movie, I mean, the Chronicles of Riddick, of course, features echoes of of the script from Pitch Black, and then this is like weirdly. At one point, it seems like they're back on the pitch black planet for a minute, I thought, because he's like, it was just here in this room or something. Yeah. But then I think he meant a room like that or something. I, I don't know. But yes. He's incomprehensible. Yeah. Once again, they're like in a weird deserted station. Yeah. The, 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 yes. It's such a it's such a funny. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to know what that was for. Yes. <laughs> yes. So what? So what? I mean, we have to talk about the Fast and the Furious because the 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 trivia behind this movie is right inextricably tied to the Fast and the Furious you, movies. We, I mean, I'm not sure. I haven't looked at this trivia yet. I'm excited to hear it. But if I were to guess, it's the guess we've been thinking about that the, the Riddick movies are only being brought about because of the success of Vin. Vin Diesel has dragged these movies through all of their okay, existence. I knew because the question we is like, it. you know. What is a cult film is sort of a complicated question. I think even the most passionate pitch black fans would not be able to argue that that is more than a C rank cult film or something. It's not. Yeah. It doesn't have. It was on TV a lot when I was young, which I think is the reason why a lot of people have fond memories of it. I don't remember any cool dialogue of it other than in space. You freaking cry when you sleep. Cry sleep. When you go to sleep in space. You're like a friggin' animal, baby. That's why I'm Baby! You know, classic stuff like that. Um, but the second one, I don't think anyone is like, oh my God, the Chronicles. I mean, maybe us were the two people who were like really kind what, of like the Chronicles, Chronicles of Riddick, 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 Dark Fury? Well, no, no. no. We, we don't, it's, Dark Fury is not a full length film. So I'm not going so to refer to it. So when you say the second time. one, that means the second full length film. Okay. Yeah. So um, what are we calling? What if I want to talk about Dark Fury? Just call it just Dark say Fury. Dark, there you go. Hey, you nailed it. But what you if I want to talk about out? it in the context of the numbering system? You can still call it Dark Fury. 
that's so I, I can't say we'll all know that one is it's the second one it's not really the second one you're quote right. unquote. it's a it's right. an interstitial bridging piece that is again so far the most consistent piece it's of filmmaking we've where seen would so you far. be without a bridge but you don't really consider it to be a part of the road like a bridge over water by that i mean his piss like a bridge over riddick's water by that i mean his piss oh did it spike when you did a huge cough directly into the mic Bit of a spike there. No, it looks great. Okay, it looks good. Okay, so I'm now the producer, by the way. Okay, I've taken over as producer. Sure, fine. I'm just, I'm just, I have ripped it from you. I didn't even have to kill you. I just, you just allow me to become the producer of the show. I'm just talent now. That's fine. Great, fine. I don't care. Wait, you get to be just talent. I'm just talent. Now. That's better than anything. I, I have to do all the you work. Foolishly, now. <laughs> tried to riddick and outmaneuver me your way into Wait, power, but instead got me. more responsibility. So this whole time we were fighting about EP. Remember that old guy in the Spider-Man movies who gets killed? He's like, with more power, with, oh, was oh, uncle? with more Riddick's become, with Riddick, the big, Wait, it's, uncle, it? it's Uncle Ben. And he goes, with Riddick, there is more dark theoria. And Peter Parker's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I do remember that. So. Anyways, um, okay, so. Oh, that's when the, the guy snatches the pearls from Uncle Ben. Yeah, he snatches the They just went to go see a John Wayne movie in yeah. Gotham. And, he and snatches then freaking the Joker man gone and do it. Um, okay, so uh, the, the production of this movie is mind-blowing. Rumors for a third movie start to circulate in 2006. That's one of those great statements online where I'm like, I'm not sure who besides David Twohey and, and Vin Diesel were spreading those rumors, but whatever. So Twohey is like, okay, this is, there's no way we're going to get a big budget for this. This is going to be an independent movie. Really? Yeah, because Chronicles of Riddick didn't do very well. Pitch Black at that point is quite old. Yeah. No one in in Hollywood is clamoring for a third full-length well, Riddick feature. Except, except for, for one, one man. man. <laughs> I'm just going to read this because uh, it's amazing. So so first off, um, there there's a conspicuously long pause. This is, again, a f- almost a decade after the Chronicles of Riddick. And Vin, of course, the, the major booster for this film, offers an explanation. Everyone knows I love the Riddick character, and I'm always working on it. It just takes five years to make another one because David Twokey and I are so precise about it. So I, one I would takes not twice use that time. Precise, precise is not a word I would use to describe any of these movies. The notion that it took ten years to make a movie this good is a harrowing statement about the filmmakers. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is a boring. Can you imagine? Weird. They had a few extra years. Oh, yeah, maybe a solid twenty been. years. Okay, so so Vin lies to the public and says, "I'm constantly working on Riddick, and we're just you know honing the edge of our blade for the most throws." Mm. And actually, to be fair, blade talk wise, the best parts of this movie are people getting mutilated with with blades. I'll have to come back to that. When I'm Santana, not even sure. when the the Spaniard is gets that was chopped in half. That was a one of the only good knife moments. There was lots of bad knife moments. Yeah, that's true, but the really. Cuddy ones. There was sharp, sharp. Ching, ching. There was the one where he gets uh, stabbed in the fifth and sixth rib rather than the fifth and fourth rib. God, that was so annoying. And he's Body like, cavity. <laughs> That's a line in the movie. Crap. He's like, you going for the sweet spot, bitch? This fourth and fifth or whatever. And she's like, no, I'm not even doing that. 
oh shit, psych, she did go for it. Yeah, one of his necromonger harem members tried to assassinate him in the scene where we saw full frontal nudity from a girl, so don't get excited. So this is, I'm going to interrupt you briefly just to let everyone know that we did see the extended, it's not even called the director's cut, it's just called the extended cut, and I looked it up on movie-censorship.com. This movie is eight minutes longer because there is a five-minute sequence with tits in it, and then there is an, a slapdash final moment. Like, the movie ended... The movie literally ended in the unextended version with him waving goodbye Which after is teaching so them all a valuable crazy. lesson about life. The, this whole movie suffers <laughs> brutally from an intense lack of stakes where it's like... The Necromongos betrayed me. I gotta get off the planet. Then there's an hour and 20 minutes of planet stuff, which feels stupid. And so the fact that the theatrical cut doesn't even go back to the Necromongers bullshit, which is in- incomprehensible and ridiculous. Right. Just bizarre. Wait, I'm wondering if maybe that was a, you know, post credits. It has a, it has a post credit vibe to it. Love in the theatrical cut, baby. Okay, let me get to the best part of the entire world. Maybe no one on Mo- movie stage post credits. In 2006, Maybe. Vincent Diesel agreed to make a cameo in the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift in exchange for the ownership to the rights to the Riddick franchise and character. Are you joking? He cashed in. Are you joking? On the Tokyo Drift, um, I'm Dom Toretto when we gotta do crimes. Yeah, exactly. By the way, for sheer incomprehensibility, this is one of the ultimate Vin performances. There were multiple scenes where me and Charles like looked at each other in mute fascination at like a fucking subwoofer rumbling. <laughs> there was a scene we had to rewind because it sounded like he just threatened to rape someone. And then only basically it essentially so, did, but a nerd wrote the movie. Right. Vin Diesel. So he like, it's sexy if I'm incredibly aggressive to this woman in front of all of the people it, we've been hanging out with. Yeah. Sucks. We were like, did he just threaten to rape someone? So we, I got up off the couch. No, no, but the key I line rewound is, it. Yeah, we, we turned oh, it no, And we turned it up a little bit to hear... I'm going to rape you, but that's because you're going to ask me later, and right. you're going to ask me to do it so, so They're sweet. They're like, what are you doing next? He's all tied up, and you're like, oh, he's down and out. How could Riddick ever get out of this freaking we'll never bind? Know. And he goes, later I'll be balls deep in doll. A person in the room he has like hung out with <laughs> yeah. and flirted with marginally, then says he'll be no. balls deep in her because she asked for it. And then he says, sweet like. There's the only other interaction they have is him sneaking around while she's washing her face with her shirt off, uh, so he can steal her her makeup mag uh, her makeup mirror her makeup mirror for more stealthy Riddick <laughs> for bullshit stel- and also to look good. He does, he does use the makeup. Pretty cool. yeah. yeah, he does a lot of mascara. And then there's a line yeah. later where he's, she's she's talking about something pink. I don't know what it was, but he's like pink like her nipples. No, he compliments her toenails. Oh, was it her toenails? Yeah. And the thing is, like, there's the, we talked about this while watching it. There's this world, you know, the, the classic binary of boneheaded action stars is The Rock and Vin, mm. where they hate each other because they're essentially the same guy. But The Rock is like, I'm cool in every movie. Everyone likes me. I'm the coolest guy in the world. It's true. Right. Who, who doesn't like The Rock? Me. You but, don't like The Rock? No, I don't like The Rock. <gasps> His thing really irritates me. Yeah. He's always right. He's always funny. He's always cool. He's always smart. He's I always think... like selfless. Like there's no, he can. Ne- he refuses to do anything where he's not the coolest guy in the room. Can I offer a, a, a quick comparison? Sure. I would say he is the nice version of Ricky Gervais, where in a, as a character, I'm all for it. But the fear is that actually The Rock, much like Ricky Gervais, is a simpering asshole. The Rock does think he's always right, and The Rock is like 
thinks he's nice, but at down deep, he's just a very selfish person. Exactly. Like yeah. like talking up unions and hanging out Jeff Bezos. Like he's just yeah. full of shit. But he's just like, as a character, that's fun to be, like Jamon. Like it's fun to just be a part of that kind of role. But like, you know, it gets old fast and I never want to meet this fuck in real life. Right. Unless he signs my dick. That'd be great. Yeah. Hey, and, and The Rock, we're big fans. Please. Sign my dick. Sign Charles's dick. Yeah. Um, so the, the Vin Diesel corollary is that Vin is like, I'm an artist and a gamer and a nerd. So like, but he's also like, obviously not any of those smart things. well no no i think he is you think he's a gamer like do you think he's really a gamer he, look all we know from fe- freaking uh witch hunter the last of the witch hunters what's that movie we watched the last witch hunter <laughs> and he plays delgo or no he plays Dolbin. no there are dolans dolan there yeah it is. michael kane plays a dolan and so oh, does God, elijah wood so funny they're dolans and then elijah wood's the bad guy at the end I bad dolan him. bad dolan anyways so like Vin's like, like I'm, uh, you know, I'm a dark, conflicted anti-hero, and Riddick is like my pet project where I explore my darkness. But like, th- this movie is like a continual. If if Pitch Black and this have all the similarities in common that we've observed earlier, the same thing carries over wherever it's like Riddick's the coolest, most badass guy uh, in the world. But here's the the problem. entire time. Here's the problem: is the first one. I believed it, even though I didn't really get any visual proof that he was the coolest guy in the room. I I bought it because of the dialogue, because of the way people acted. There was too many jump scares and not enough fun shit. But this is like, they show me so much cool shit Vin's supposed to be up to. And it is the least cool shit I've ever seen in a movie like this. Right. So the structure of the movie is this. And, and honestly, we do not need to go too in-depth in the plot because it is well, Maybe just stupid. a little bit because a little it's bit. very fun. Okay. He wakes up. He's on a planet. Leg all fucked up. And, and, and yeah, we say fucked up. Describe that leg. His leg is like at a 90-degree angle to the rest of his body Flopping. and like pouring blood and clearly very broken. He does a great movie thing where he, you know, jams it between two rocks and crunches it back into place, which... As we all know, with a fractured bone is how you heal it. Right. It, it's not like his knee was flawed. Like, the shin was broken to the point where his leg could wobble in every direction. Like that football player from last year. Yeah. Oh, I that hate so that disgusting. shit. I mean, like, the Gordon Hayward injury was honestly oh. uh, the, the, the the Celtics. Uh, that was really... Uh, but yeah, that ben, haunts my dreams. It's, uh, it's a very fucked up injury. Yeah. Right. Oh, so, so essentially, God. we see him, like, crash landed on this desert planet, and he's like... I'm going to have to riddick my way out of this one and just sort of conquers the local animals and makes a doggy friend out of a zebra beast and fights lots of CGI creatures to fight for fucking 40 minutes and like builds tools and does all this. It's like if that what was that movie 10,000 AD or BC or something with Jack Black and Michael Sarah. No, not that one. What was the one that was like first stage or something or first one AD or one year year one year one. It was year one. I never that was the funny one. Was that Harold Ramis though? I don't know. I didn't. See I mean, it. I love me some Michael Sarah, and I love me some Jack Black. Yeah, they're two of America's funny men. They're the funny men. Well, because one of them no, I consider yeah. more to be a boy. Uh, Michael Sarah. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah. They say. Yeah, life, life. Yes, yeah, Sarah. Um, no, that's ten thousand BC. Where I, I didn't watch it, but the me trailer neither. was funny because everyone's got like Neanderthal effects. <laughs> but on their this faces. seems like if uh, Mad Max meets ten thousand BC. Yeah, weirdly, this predates Fury Road, a movie that is literally better than this by a qua- by, by, by a multiplier that is almost incomprehensible yeah i hate even mentioning them in the same breath what do you think though if there was a f- 
fire-breathing accordion player strapped to one of the front of their ships as they land. Then at least I would remember one thing from this movie. Because right now, I can tell you, I don't think a lot's yeah. going to survive. Like, I remember a, a few things, but not because they're good. No. Because there is nothing good. We haven't even gone to Santana yet, which yeah. rules. Anyway, so at this point, in the midst of all of his conquering the wild land, and we talked about how this reminded us of John Carter, where there's big jumps and like... So many big jumps. Oh, God. Like, just, you know, like learning an alien planet. We find out, basically, if you recall, dear listener, from the end of the Chronicles of Riddick, he's king of the necromongers, which means, of course, he's got a harem of, of naked ladies in only, space. Only if you watch the extended cut, my friends. I wish there had been one dude in the harem. Imagine how much better this movie would have been if it was like Riddick has a fluid sexuality and he is not afraid to go for it as a monarch. Yeah, but you remember that Vin, extreme yeah. ca- Catholic. That's true. Yeah. He, he wrote this movie. That, right. They threw in some some really cool lesbian stuff in this movie, too. Oh, yeah. By, by cool lesbian stuff, you mean a monstrous European man screaming hate speak at a... Yeah, that's what I mean when I right. say yeah, cool yeah. lesbian stuff. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> Loved yeah. it. It's the coolest. Um, anyway, so yeah, basically, Blotto, aka Carl Urban, who Aww. now looks like the Carl Urban that we know, sends him off with his ne- his crony Chrome, who's a bald guy with scars, and basically the Necromongers are like, "Look, this Riddick guy, big mistake making him king. He's not a Necromonger. No, he's a fake. Who's this he's freaking guy? He just likes to do sex in his freaking yeah. bed. Gross. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What do you think? What's the backstory behind Chrome's scar? Um, it looks like a spider web, but obviously you cannot get scarred from a spider web. So I was trying to figure out could what be it was... acid spider web in space. Okay, he walked into an acid spider web. Oh my in god, space. that sounds so scary. I'm staying. Or it home. could be body art. Honestly, Jeff just went to space. I'm not even going near that fucking place. If you can get a scar from a spider web out there, I wonder if freaking Jeff ran into Riddick. He's like, <laughs> what kind of merc are you? He's like, I'm Jeff Bezos. I own Amazon. Ha ha! I'm a man. Do you think uh, Riddick would have taught him a valuable lesson about life? Absolutely. He yeah. said some shit like, keep I... your nose clean, kid. <laughs> and Jeff would be like, thank you, Riddick. Thank you. Like my every spine, one of these fucking movies. My spine is so strong and straight now. Oh, spine. Um, a lot of spine talk in these films. Yeah, and, and Chrome, who's bald and has crazy waffle iron scars in his face, takes riddick to a planet and riddick after only killing like 400 necromonger guards is tricked into getting blasted off of a cliff's edge and ba-bam so the flashback takes us like it, it's the weirdest it's, flashback it's it, like 10,000 like, AD BC. it's like this is we have no grasp of how much time is going by we don't know what the fuck is happening he ditches all of his necromonger clothes and he, he, he oh he does screw his broken leg together. Yeah, which forgot, is... yeah, that was how he mended his leg was to not just snap it between a rock to get it back into place, but then screw it to a piece of metal. Yeah, his shin guards. His but big yeah, boy so he, he he heals up real quick. He fashions his own clothes out of rags that he's found in this new planet, and, and he, then he leaps off into yeah, the desert. Leaps, friends a dog. He does the Spider Man thing. You know what I mean? Like that's it's what he's so always fucking, doing. Like the, the Spider Man, like dude, it's the silly every limb. Shit. Like yeah, and this is what I'm talking about. Like in the first one, he's not doing this dumb shit. Right. And that's why I believe that he's the coolest guy in the room. Well, then in the second one, you plug Riddick into an actual super complicated plot and he's bouncing off the of stuff. And, and, and this movie does something so perplexing. It is just disastrous where yeah. so essentially we see yeah. level one is Riddick 
making his way out of the the beginning stage of the planet and defeats a big tail butt monster with a big spiky it's, tail butt. It's 40 minutes where there's lots of voiceovers for some reason, which is sort of a throwback to the first movie. But there, Well, there's very little dialogue, some voiceover, which would be cool in any movie that was more interesting than this because it's yeah. just boring. But yeah, so it's 40 minutes of that. We learn that he has conquered this planet because he has a dog friend and he's killed the biggest bug he can find. Right, and which then, by the way... That is how you do that. You Fuck. make friends with a zebra yes. dog. You kill the biggest I'm, bug. You here's can the thing: see. Is, as much as I have problem with this movie, that is not a problem. Right? No, that's that fine. is accurate. Here's the problem: He then like ascends to like the second level of whatever this world is, and basically finds a button in an old Merc station where he's like, "Time to leave. I'm going to attract the Mercs to me." Which a? Why would that? Uh, well, no, I mean, never I, I understand never the premise mind. of that, but it's it's not. But don't that... you think he's Riddick? Like suddenly a beacon saying that? Oh, do you think a Merc? They the, his he's pretending Mercs found him. No, he wants to hitch a ride off the planet and I know, to do I'm that. Just, he's just summoned because he's got a warrant on his head. So it's like I know I can get a spaceship. Yeah, if I attract people. to But the planet. so summoning is he's like pretending that a Merc summoned them because like oh I found Riddick. I don't know what the thought process right. was. Long story short, he knew that if he activated the beacon and it scanned him and said, oh, we got a fucking Riddick here. Hot Riddick's here. Riddick's. I'll take one. One for you, sir. Yeah, one Riddick for you. I have to walk all the way down. No, no, they, well, oh, they can't pass the hot dog down anymore because of the freaking COVID-19. Yeah. And he's huge. Pandemic. He's a big man, big boy. Remember when freaking John tries to carry yeah, him at one point? Yeah, like, John's up right away. Can't carry Riddick. He's big, <laughs> idiot. He's bigger than you. Anywho, so then the movie does something narratively baffling where we then stop hanging out with Riddick for an hour. Yeah. For like what seems like an eternity, the action now turns over to a bunch of stupid ass mercs and two teams. It is very stupid. The head of the first grimy team of no good nicks, which features led by led led by. Can you look up his name? Santana. Santana. I don't have to. Look he it is up. a, a year, no the, the actor because he's oh it's Jordy Jordy Mylar or something. <laughs> Holy shit. A performance that is like truly we so adjacent. Like it would if, if Tommy We So needed someone to stand in, like it's full of like you are a stupid bitch. You are going to do the job now. Josh is not even. You are stupid. Like it is the tone it is just a phonetic sounding, completely emotionally void, like it, it sucks the air out of the room because they do the same thing in one again where it turns out the the other mercenary leader spoiler it's john's dad from the first movie oh. old morphine himself yeah, his name is uh his name is jordy mola and jordy god bless you you are very very out of your element in this movie. imdb has a his picture is him leaning in a t-shirt and a and a I, mean, I like to pull off this look a t-shirt with a blazer it's a nice look I, I, come on don't look at no, that that's stupid um and they say one of spain's best recognized artistic personalities Jordi Mola is an actor, director, painter, and a writer, and a merc. Well, if he paints like he acts, it probably looks like watery diarrhea on newspaper, because he's terrible in this. Um, of course, like because most movies that a pure nerd writes are are very cowardly with villains, and this mm. is no exception. Where yeah. it's like he's like he's dirty, he's European, he is sexually aggressive in the wrong way towards the one female character. He's 
he he's would, actually would, assaults the female character. Oh, that's right. I always for, I'm, I already forgot that because of right. Vin's overpowering sexual assault. Right. Well, because well, because you know, and Vin is extremely forward in, in a way that in polite society you would appropriately be shot in the face. That's fine because it's Vin. But like Santana's like, I make all your dream come true, lady. You are lesbian. Then he's like, later, he's like, right, you are then, lesbian. I do not like you now. Sexual assault is in the form of just calling her a lesbian. No, he leaps on her and tries to lick her face, remember? Yeah, but that was just. And then, like, there's blood everywhere, and we see Riddick's knife. We're like, oh, did Riddick uh, save her from sexual assault? One of the best tropes in Hollywood. Um, the, the valiant hero uh, traipsing in on horseback to. But no, she just beat the mm, shit out of him so hard it. there was blood everywhere I this movie that. is full of stupid red herrings like that where yeah. they fake you out with the dumbest like it's so insulting because like again this kind of thing this sort of like stealthy guy in the night where again the whole inversion of this Sucks. is now riddick is the is the night alien who's stalking them and but like there's a billion wonderful movies that are about i this was just about to premise. ask what do you what is your favorite because i honestly we, I, I briefly mentioned said it on the show i think before too i don't like a predator for me a sneaky creature doing menace is not that fun i'm trying to like what is what is your well, like go-to I'm okay so fun sneaky guy the brilliance of the thing and alien what makes this movie so powerful is that something about us our basic humanity is corrupted and changed and and the evil looks like us is inside us mm. that's a complicated thing to think about yeah okay so you're saying that when it works it's actually less about the sneaking. No, I'm fine with having predators or whatever. Then, of course, in Predator itself, it's just about like, you know, I, the, well, get to, to the give, chopper. Get to the chopper. Well, to give it some credit, the idea of like humans as the prey, there's something there to that. I but get bored. So I do agree with you. Movie. Like when you're just fighting like just a predator, it's essentially just like othering something, or it's sort of like nature is other, or the alien is other, and it's like us in this combat against. It's very binary. Yeah, conceptual. And it's also like, look how cool this thing is, and I'm like, well. Honestly, it's got to be really fucking cool. cool. Yeah. Not really. Like, Vin and the Predator are both supposed to be very cool in their sneakings, but it's like, you're just sneaking. Like, right. it's not cool. Well, I the can thing sneak. about, like, vampirism Fucker, or I can sneak. werewolves or possession or body horror, yeah. all of those things are about a very scary feeling that maybe something about you can be changed irreparably and you'll never be the same again. And, like, that's, like, a really scary idea. Yeah. When, when it's just sort of like us versus this very powerful thing, it's like... I hope I survive. And like, you know, it's, it's, it sort of confirms yourself as opposed to challenging it. So I think that, yeah, that's inherently not a very interesting choice. Yeah. And it's just like, so if you're going to have a scary, sneaky guy, at least show me why I should be scared of his sneakings. Right. And also just to fucking underline this, the movie is called Riddick. Yeah. People theoretically, if Vin Diesel is correct. And again, this movie, I'm going to pull up the numbers here. Like if, if, the gamble in this movie is accurate. They are here to see Riddick. And so the like at, 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 at the first third of the movie, we stop seeing Riddick do stuff for the most part. And the first third of the movie, he doesn't really do anything Riddicky. He becomes a caveman. Well, you were talking about uh, you know, how it felt like a video game. How like it feels like yeah. he's power leveling. Yeah. Okay, so this made like a hundred million dollars on a thirty eight million dollar budget. Wow, which is, that's that's good. Incredible. That's good. Yeah. It's not it's not great. We've certainly covered a lot of movies with much better multipliers, but that's pretty good. But no, but like the fact that this is this bad and following a ten year gap between the other one which didn't do very well either, it's like how did they succeed? Because this this is like what are people liking about this movie? Okay, I just realized this from looking at Wikipedia. Did you know the name of the bad guy aliens? I don't know. 
mud demons. Okay, so they just sort of they just sort of like had the the working title for the the aliens, and they're like, oh, we don't ever reference them by name. My friend, did you say working title? I sure did. What was the first title of the script of this movie? Hmm. Let's say uh, the Chronicles of Radic Two colon. Let's see. I'll Uh, give you a hint. It is a pun. It's a pun. It's a bit of wordplay. Uh, is it called Wet Wet Big Box? Honestly, pretty close. David's Wet David Big Batista's Box. David Batista's Wet Big Box. They made a they made a, a vagina joke that David Batista has a big wet. No, box. that wasn't a joke. They just said it stupid. Right, but they. Like, you don't think the the amount of play they're like everybody's got a box. David's got a box. His is huge. Like you don't think? That I think was... that was like for our heads because that's a it's a bad movie. Right. Okay. Well, okay. I I just was also yeah. I missed when Santana said he wanted to put his head in the box, which becomes a big thing later on. Because I'm, I'm sure it was like, I want to put his head in the box. Yeah, he fucking shook it. They showed the box. I think you were just on your phone. You like were on your good... phone too. This I'm not saying sucks. I was. I'm saying during that moment, you were probably just on your phone. Okay. The... He's like, I come down from planet. To put head in the box. I'm here for you, John Riddick, Richard Riddick. <laughs> I will put your head in this box. And then it, like the camera moves to see, and you show him waving a box in the air. Oh, God, that's awful. I think I, then, just, I bet I saw it and looked blankly at the screen, and it washed over me. Because this movie That's the whole scene where sucked. he's like on the radio being like, we are coming for you. And then <laughs> another ship also crashes out of the sky, and he's like, you, you do not park here. You do not have clearance. Crap. Uh, <laughs> Crap. Crap. My okay. name is Santana. Santana. Okay, so I'm here for you with my big books. The original name of the movie was Riddick Colon Dead Man Stalking. What? You gotta be fucking joking. That's incredible. Okay, so someone on the Coming Attractions website reviewed the script when it leaked in in 2010, and here is what the great. Uh, Patrick Sariol said, free from the constraints of delivering a mm. PG-13 movie, nerds are always dying for lo- their loser yeah. heroes to make an R-rated movie. Yeah. Um, the dialogue in Dead Man's Stalking is more suited to a film like Training Day. No. What? That's a good movie which with memorable dialogue. Not Wait, like, what you are lesbian like? and I hate you. <laughs> okay. The mercs we meet are hard-living people, not those mm. wash-out, fake-out space mercs from a film like Alien Resurrection. Here's the thing. Alien Resurrection is dog shit. We're going to do those. And we're going to do it. it but yeah. it has like Ron Perlman. It's got Sigourney. It's got like moments that, that even if it's they're silly. Shit. Yeah. It's, but it's I, a bad movie. But like the, there are moments that are memorable or interesting yeah. at least or at least funny. Wait, that's the one that has uh, yes, Winona. Yes, flamethrowers. Yes, Winona Win playing an eerily uh, robot-like. Yeah. God. Yeah. We should do a subcategory of uh, basketball scenes of the 90s. Mm. Uh, yeah, that and Escape. Escape from L.A. And then yeah. we could expand it because the Catwoman basketball scene is one of the most insane things ever okay. in the movie. Yeah, that's true. And anyway, then, uh, so Space Jam. So they were shooting this. They shot this in the white desert in Egypt, which they is super not. funny. That's they did not. That's bullshit. They shot it in a fucking room. Um, it looks like I think such trash. Parts of it were shot in a room and parts were shot in a field. Um <laughs> So, okay, since they did not have enough money to shoot the film in its entirety, remember everything we talked about this fucking franchise? Diesel had to mortgage his home, obtain loans, and spend most of his personal money on the production of the film. I had to leverage my house. If we didn't finish the film, I would be homeless. (laughs) Or like, you know, another fast. So this had to succeed. Yes, which is fucking amazing for vin this had to succeed this is like the opposite of a michael kane situation so i'm going to show you a picture of david twohey uh promoting this at 
San Diego Comic-Con 2013. I'm going to ask you, are you surprised by how David Twohey chose to dress for Comic-Con? No. No, no, that's right down I, the line, right? That's he is like I, wearing a fedora. When you when you showed it to me, I thought it was going to be outlandish, but no, that is what a he wears. Yeah, a, a large lapeled shirt. Yeah, and a fucking fedora. Ugh. And again, we can't stress enough. This is like most of his career has been these fucking. That's movies. all he's done. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. So again, basically, critically speaking, you know, fifty-seven percent Rotten Tomatoes, five point three IMDb. So both the wonks and the fucking plebs both agreed. Ah. Uh, yeah, what? It's a movie. Yeah, I bet if you saw this in the movies and you're like, it's a movie. They no, jumped this around. Is, this is the thing is, I think seeing this here was more fun. Like, can you imagine buying a fucking ticket, spending your hard-earned cash? I went to a little torrent site, and I just got that fucker for free, and I popped <laughs> it on. We sat on the couch. We got on our phones every once in a while. We chatted. But, like, literally, if you bought a ticket, you're a Riddick head. And the first 45 minutes of this movie is... Uh, CGI monsters and John, or why do you call him John Riddick? Richard Riddick. You got Carter on the brain, my man. Yeah, you got, I think I you're, do. you're off on Barsoom. Yeah, I wish. Oh God, God take me back to Barsoom. What were they called? The 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 nerfs or the whatever? Oh God, uh, we got to watch that again. I mean, it's a, that's a bad movie. Yeah, but it's got Barsoom, and we're already forgetting Bar-Soom. the name of them. Barsoom. Uh, you want Riddick, and what you get is a a caveman who swings a bone at cgi and then is gone and then you get a bunch of bozos running around trying to capture him you do not see riddick until he gives himself up which we're i'm sort of torn on whether we should even talk about that plot point because it's this is the element of riddick we are we're told to believe that riddick is the coolest guy in the room the strongest smartest sneakiest guy but yet, because there needs to be these moments of confrontation, otherwise he literally could just kill all of them in their sleep, he has to throw down his knives in this ridiculous scene where they all throw their weapons around, and then he gives himself up all to escape later? Like, well, no, in that scene, they end up going back for their knives. But like, but, but, so I, I was just saying, like, yeah. there was no reason. Like, He would never have given himself up. There's no reason he had all the cards. This movie's held together with fucking just prayers because yeah. it is just a piece of shit. Yeah. But the, 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 what you're talking just, about is super yeah. annoying because I watched her really good because this is the kind of person I am, a really long takedown of why Sherlock is a terrible TV yeah, show. Yeah, you've talked about it. Right. I'll bring it, I'm resurrecting it. The thing okay. that I keep, I was so interested in by that is that they point out a very basic thing about that show where at a certain point we stop seeing how Sherlock solves crimes. It all happens off screen. Okay. Right. That's what they do to Riddick in this. Yeah. We're like, it's like Riddick. He's the coolest, baddest guy in the world. You're not going to really see any of that for a, an unbelievable swath of the movie that contains actual plot points and other people, not just CGI things he's winging at in a yeah. fucking green room. I mean, if you think the coolest thing you could do as a, as a Riddick is to jump then you might be okay watching this movie because that is one thing you do see a lot of is him jumping for no reason. There's a great one where he kicks um, he kicks Dave because there's this great scene where Dave lifts him up by the arms, but then because Riddick is so powerful, he stretches his arms apart, which also I don't really understand why that happened because all he does after that is just kick him. And then uh, the, the powerful kick makes Riddick fly across the room and do an even worse barrel roll than uh, uh, Kurt does in the thing. Yeah, the like, iconic McCready 
action role in the thing is one of my favorite things like, of all time. He jumps, he's he's barrel rolling or somersaulting into a hole. So he barrel rolls and sort of like leaps forward and it's very like it's but very he misses the hole. It's really it's weird. like just do it again. Yeah. Um, okay, um, so Vin is a romantic at heart, as we've established. Yeah. Here is what seems like a bald face lie. A balls lie. deep, a balls deep, romantic. balls deep romantic. Yeah, this is the IMDb trivia section. Claims that Vin Diesel says he spent four months in the woods to prepare for this movie, which is like what? I don't believe at all. I mean, maybe he spent like he went to the woods a few times a week for four months. He said he spent four months in the woods for this. I mean, that's vague. I don't that's believe vague. that. That's vague. It's not like when you... It's like a white lie. Like, he went to the woods <laughs> for four months. Um, so an- another heartbreaking piece of trivia is that the, uh, one of the rumors swirling in Holly Weird... Like a good Eddie rumor. Yeah. Was the idea that the this movie is going to be about him going into the underverse where Kira went... What the fuck? Kira. That sounds fucking awesome. What do I always say about sequels? Go to space. Go to fucking space. Go to fucking space. Or the Underverse. Right. You've introduced the Necromonger. He's easily the coolest thing in this yes, fucking world. that's another thing. You introduced the fucking Necromongers. He's the fucking king of the Necromongers. Because he's not in the movie? The ne- fucking Necromongers. The Necromongers. Or, or, or they're, you know, sprinkled throughout here and there. Oh, Jesus. Like, just the idea of, I don't like, yeah, going back to, like, home Rescuing base with fucking... Kira? pitch black shit it's like no you've established this world you've established this like dynamic you've established its relationships and they throw them all out to meet john's dad oh, who, who then are they're sort of buddies at the end fuck out of here this is ridiculous this is like if it's in die hard three hans's brother just turned out to be like an okay chap and they like have tea <laughs> at the end of the movie a bit of tea a bit of tea, oh, a bit of tea. okay so guardians of the galaxy is the next year Oh, so, wow. So Batista so and this Diesel is... reunite the next year, which is... I always forget that, that Vin is in... It's like so well, weird. he plays. I don't know if you know this. I do know it. Quote! <laughs> I do know it. <clears throat> I don't get it, really. I could have played Groot. They could have mm. paid me $20 and I would have been Groot. I would argue one of the that's one of the best parts of the concept of Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. That's, that, that's, it's on a that meta level. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really it's funny. interesting it's how a very like, funny thing they spent do. however many hundreds of thousands to... How much do you think he got paid to play Groot? A, a lot of money. There's no way that Vin Diesel... This is, again, so we can't stress enough. This is coming, what, between six and seven in The Fast and the Furious? Yeah. Uh, so, no. Yes. Yes. Right. So it, this is like same year as six. that series has completely ripped the fucking roof off of itself and reinvented itself and launched into this unbelievably successful second half of that franchise. So he's really like a pig in shit when he makes this movie, and then goes sure on to do Guardians. Like it's it's right. It's just fascinating. This is like just reminds you how awful it is that there are just wealthy people. Can you imagine like spending a million dollars on a joke? <laughs> Like, yeah. they, like they have so much money it's like yeah it would be funny if we got Vin Diesel to do nothing if He's I was like, rich I'd do it yeah I you know I I, I got I, I felt rich the other day uh, go, do tell well I just moved as you know you into your, your chalet and I've been calling it like a cocaine snowmobile chalet that sounds nice I don't do cocaine or do anything outside you of look snow. like you do cocaine right now like in a serious way really? with a mustache yeah it's a good stash though right it's a gr- and I love the stash I'm just saying if I walked into your house and saw you with a mustache it was I'd a be like, dusted yeah yeah and like, like welcome to the party <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'll never happen I'm too scared I'm too scared to do cocaine Sounds scary, you know. Don't be scared. I'm, I'm not scared of the experience. I'm scared of you know liking it too much and then 
spending all my money on it. And it ruining all your friendships. And, and Well, no, my friendships will get way better. That's true. You'll, yeah. you'll be a lot more, more enjoyable. fun at parties. <laughs> How was I okay at that last party we went to? I think you, you know, I think you're getting your feet in the ground. I was a little worried about you because I love you and I care about you. I was yeah. worried that you know you were you were shy mm. or overwhelmed. Yeah, you know, you've talked about in the past how you've used board games to, mm-hmm. you know, hang out with people you don't like. Right. This was a, a big and, and those people who I will, you know, give they a little might, wink, little, little they, Mike and M. They love board games. We have a great time playing board games with them. That sounds great. But it was nice that we established like some non-board game relations. Yeah, I think that's what I realized was that. I don't. I'm not going to name names because you. I don't do this with all my board game friends, but I do have some friends that I realized I hung out with them without playing the board games, and a few of them I was like, "Oh boy, why am I? Let's play some games." That was like the big takeaway there is that you can have friends that you don't know or don't like if you just do things that are funny. Was it not Marx himself who said board games are the opiate of the frenemy? He did say that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I've, never, I've never been a Marxist, so I didn't yeah. know it until yeah. r- until Bernie. I'm a Marxist, a Richard Marxist. Okay. So, Charles, um, there is conversation about a fourth I Riddick know. movie. I don't like this conversation. Riddick 4 colon Furia. Uh, theoretically, it I don't lasts like it. two summers ago in 2019. The script was completed. And uh, they, they were going to do a TV series called Merc City, which is like... The fuck are you talking about? Get the fuck about? out of here. Get out. This sucks. Yeah. If you can't tell everyone, we, I am asking. You're, at, you're asking. I'm okay. asking. This is like right. the biggest slog because it not only is it a boring waste of time, it's a boring waste of time where the people involved are like thinking they're doing such some, such, such right, cool right, shit. Twoghi and Diesel are so... They, they think they've made something very dark and complex, and it's actually very stupid it's, and but that's, shallow. That's why the first one was good, was that it was not the most complex, but it was it had complexity and ambiguity. It had characters that talked to each other. Like, I'm so missing a human interaction in this movie. And then it all ends like he has literally done nothing to get on the good side of... He's told his... John's that his son was a morphine ad. This movie goes like full dare mode for one scene where he's like, I didn't kill your son. He had morphine in the brain. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? No, you did kill his, right? Isn't that what he did? He like tricked him? He slashed him and the thing attacked him. Who fucking Yeah, cares? but like it's this stupid. is the thing. It's, a, it's, it's bullshit. All, yeah, it it's sucks. It's rewriting history to like suddenly be an anti-drug movie when we all know drugs are very cool. Drugs rock. Yes. Do drugs. Morphine was not the problem. It was that he fucking crash landed on a planet full of full bugs. Of freaking bugs. And they, they ate him and such. So he tells Johns that his son was a morphine addict and a loser. And then he uh, gets stabbed to almost death by a tooth. And Johns is like, well, fuck you, buddy. Oh, but wait, no, he just couldn't carry him. He comes back later with the ship and says, extraction in less than 30 seconds, please. And then Starbuck flies out of the sky and says, Richard, I want your hard cock now. And then he goes, yes, ma'am. And he tweaks her butt as yes, they, they, tweaks her butt as they go up. And again, the idea is that we all love Riddick so much that all of his behavior is charming and beyond reproach. And instead it's like, oh, you fucking but, creep. And it made sense in the first ones because A... He wasn't as creepy and, and awful. And B, he actually does things to show that, yes, he's a cold-blooded killer, but he also is an honorable person and has heart and wants to save the, the, the people that he likes. 
And this, we meet a bunch of random mercs. And he's just trying to steal a ship from them to fuck off. And he just wants their ship. And then he doesn't do anything to Starbuck except want to rape her. And he doesn't do anything to Johns except make him feel bad for having a shitty son. And yet at the end of this movie, they're like... Everyone's like tearfully thanking him for stuff. And he's like, yeah, you Starbuck, you got a, a beautiful ass and... John, you got a great spine. And God like, I is know, dead. Yeah. I know I do. Thanks, Richard. And it's, then, it's like a total Trump thing where it's like to, to people who don't love Trump, he's just like a repellent windbag who just is like the fucking worst. It seems to like so visibly hate the people who love them. It's a good comparison. Yeah, I like like, he's a fucking wing. He's like, I love him. And it's, he's just like, you're fucking garbage. Uh, you shit. <laughs> if you all died, I'd <laughs> laugh. Ship. Yeah, but that's the truth. He hates them. Yeah, but he I don't means, know. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's very funny. It's it just like Diesel thinks that he's being like a cool nerd by like, I'm going to go all, put all my chips in, in this case, literally on, you know, a dark sci-fi franchise. But it's like, no one needs this. There is no takeaway from this movie. Like, it's None. just like a relentless, like egotistical, like narcissist celebration of Vin Diesel's thought that nothing is hornier and cooler than Riddick, which is like. Just not true. He's not cool. He doesn't do cool things. Yeah. He doesn't say cool things. I haven't said it yet, but Charles, I too am out. Ah, Get the out. fuck out. The, I, the, the I two was actually weirdly in in our generally not, this movie almost defies my usual system because often I find two to be the weak point and three to be sort of like a course correction. Right. But, but getting back to what works we, for me, we, unfortunately, pitch black didn't really work. Well, you liked it more. That's but I'm fair. also going to tell you that your weird numbering system, you could still be right because your two is actually three. Oh, that's, now oh, you're right four. because of uh, freaking because of Dark, Dark Fury. Fury. Yeah. So, but I think, yeah, we, we basically in this map, the star map of Riddick, you, we, this is, this is exactly mirrors fucking, not doesn't exactly mirror Fast and the Furious, but that like one four connection is so real where like they get 20 years late and they're just like, oh, I guess we'll just redo it. And that's just like sometimes it works. It rarely does. And then three is this like very strange like Tokyo Drift where it's all, even though this one has the same characters, but it feels so different. Like what, let's actually like burst out and try to do something cool and new and weird. And it's just like this is a this is that map that we can sort of arc why these are so unsuccessful because of what they're trying to accomplish with the movie. God, if you fucking keep the same fucking vibe as three... And throw that in the underverse and actually let Bloppo do shit. He, I, we were like so excited when we saw a fucking, uh, what's his name's screen, name on the screen. We're like, oh, Bloppo's back? This is going to be fucking awesome. Bloppo's back. He's no, in one, the, mo- he's in yeah. one five minute sequence. It got cut out the, of the movie. The high gothic bullshit of two is so much fun. And then this is just back to like, and we're on a desert planet again. It's like, this fucking sucks. It sucks. And it's raining again. No fun. I like rain, but not that much. Um, cool. I guess the one cool scene is him and uh, John Senior fighting in the dark. That was that it was cool. Yeah. And, um, but I, I has to, and, to give him too much credit. Yeah, that was. But like that, that's again, it's like the CGI. I, I've said some crazy shit based on nothing before, and I'm gonna do it right now. Oh boy, buckle up! But after this year of like waiting a year to see like all these big movies that got delayed because of the COVID, I I'm hoping that Hollywood. Like, Hollywood is not good anymore. And, and this is one of those reasons why you have a multi-million dollar budget doing a movie that is so big in scope that it ends up completely failing and it doesn't make any sense anymore. Like, everything that's coming out right now is just so big and so, like, from a studio. And we've lost that cool vibe of the 90s where we're just like, these are two scrappy men 
making a movie together. Like, I do not ever get that sense anymore that I'm just feeling someone's vision. And it sucks. And I want Hollywood to crumble. I don't know if I entirely agree. This was independently financed. And I think this was exactly their vision. And I wish there were gatekeepers who mm. fucking fixed it because it sucks. Interesting. Yeah. That's my counterpoint. Okay. I hear you. No, I, I think, I think that, that that is the thing that is also happening. I would say this is, in a way, the opposite where I do feel like this right. is you two guys who are money. being like unfiltered. And it's like, no, 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 this is why we have filters, because left to our own devices, mm. these weird jack-offs will just write a really disjointed, lumpy, uneven movie. Look, we were. this is a two-hour-long movie that was boring. 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 Just not fun to watch. And uh, you're, Yeah, I think you're, you, maybe you're right. And that's why I said it was probably bullshit. But I feel like the, the vibe of this, whether it's two people making a movie that they love or a studio like Disney just conquering everything and everything that comes out now is so disney that it's just there's no feeling anywhere in any of these movies anymore. And I'm just like really miss the days where studios like cared about what they put out rather than carrying out. Yeah, it's, it's like this Space Jam 2 business. Space Jam is a gritty, was, was, raw, yes. urban drama. With sexy bunnies. With sexy bunny, and it's it's a hard and a rapist R. rapist skunk. Right. It's, it's a, it's a really gritty movie about like some really fucked up anti-heroes. And now we got LeBonehead Le, Le James. That was good. Okay. Wait, have you uh, seen it? No, I have no. We, it might, looks, have to, we might have to the give The trailers uh, are so rough. And every review I've read has been, like, like so toxic. Like, it's just very hard to imagine. Do you mind if I test one of our listeners? Yeah. Jesse, if you're listening, call me or send me a message, <laughs> and we'll do Space Jam 2 with you. But if I don't get that phone call, buddy, if I don't get that Facebook message, I know you don't actually listen to the show, and you just pretend. Wow. And uh, this is to my grandmother. You've okay. been dead for years. If you're out there listening, I would love to hear from you. Oh, okay. You you don't think she's... You think she's dead? No, no she's definitely dead. Okay. You're not saying maybe she's saying she if from beyond the die. grave, she's a listener. I would love to... I miss you. I love you. So, yeah. you know. That's nice. But if you don't get back to me, I know it's because you're too busy in heaven doing cocaine with Jerry Garcia to hang out with your boy Josh. And I well, am... Mad. Well, no. Let me let me just counter that because your grandmother loved you. She did. She still does. Did you met you met Louise? Did you? I think once. The tiny one. My, my parents. Yeah, has? I think once. She was so small. Very small. Yeah. Yeah. But we. Uh, I think she just knows now that she is uh, on blast. Well, on blast and uh, uncorporeal or incorporeal. Incorporeal. Uh, she understands more of the nature of time and realizes that even though you're desperately pleading to speak with her on your podcast, she knows that. In the blink of an eye for her, you'll be with her, storing that Coke with with Jerry. That's a good point. And I so, will say, once she did call out to me in the dark as a ghost in her apartment, which I lived in for some time. And was that nice or scary? Uh, I mean, it was like, a, a, you know, surprising, but it was nice. But it was definitely her. And it was definitely like her spirit. So okay. that has happened once. I'm saying, Grandma, you know where to find me. Yeah. Well, actually, maybe not. Right, you moved. Right. Did you so, update Grandma, your address? I live near where your well, condo you can give was. the address out on the. I'll I'm make sure. Gonna, to, I'll edit it, it out. out. I I live near to where your condo was, but uh, on Anoda. So you know, listeners, that's a, that's enough clues. Go murder me. Okay, so let's. Uh, yeah, we got some shit to wrap up. Woefully assign an MVP, then we'll get into ranking the whole series. So I, I this like is a, a tough one. No, I think this movie. This is why I like the MVP. Oh, okay, yeah, I know because where you're going yeah, this. you know yeah, where I'm yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. I uh, think I'm gonna cosign. So, 
sometimes when a, when an energy in the movie is just right, you have to give it to the person that matches <laughs> yeah. the energy. I we my friend, I am I am yeah. jumping. You want to do a one two three? <laughs> yeah, one, one two, two three. Santana. <laughs> he has a shiny sword that looks like yeah. it came just out of the prop department. His haircut is greasy and fun. Uh, he talk like this. I want your uh, head in my box. He seems like he's doing a Tommy Wiseau or a What We Do in the Shadows TV show style bit. Uh, it it's very psychotic. fun. And it was really like what get us kept us going through this movie. Because John's is so desperately serious. Vin is so desperately, desperately serious. There's a scene in this movie where uh, Santana kills Vin's beloved dog that we don't even know like his name. There's this disgusting scene where... He's like, yeah, this smells like shit. Why don't you eat a dog? And then the dog pisses on it. Okay, he gets uh, okay. He go when he gets the the Merck station. He finds a, an MRE, and uh, which stands for what? Mad recess emergency. Meal ready to eat. Meal ready to eat. I think so. Military rations emergency. Why is it backwards? It should be emergency. I don't rations. know. No quote me on this. I'm probably wrong. Everyone's probably laughing and laughing. Oh, Josh, he's stupid. He's not in the army. But it's crab hash enchilada. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, well, you know, and he opens uh, it, and it's like, that's uh, gross. And it's like, is this funny? And no, this is dog food. On and the then he bag. tries to feed it to the dog, who's like, says no. He's like, but the bag says dog food. You can read English. And then the dog pisses on the bag, as if we haven't got the bit. It's <laughs> fucking terrible. This was not cut out. This was not an extended sequence. This is it's. I'm going to read one of the, my favorite quotes from Santana because he's the best. Why am I not loving this plan so far? Oh, I know, I know. Because it sucks ass and swallows. I'm not taking orders from your pet who whore who I think won't smack her right back. You know, just like he's just the fucking worst. Yeah, I love that line. He uh, sucks ass and swallows. I never really thought about what that. What a dipshit. It means turds. Eating turds. Oh, I understand what it means. But I've just no one's ever said that. It's usually swallowing cum. Well, I think in this case it means like... I know what it means. Turds I understand it means sucking turds out, but I'm just saying. Yeah. It's just not a phrase you hear very often. Here comes the neighborhood. Santana. is another great line from he Santana. Says, There's like, uh, you got to unjink, you got to jinx the janks or whatever. My best is here can ball with anyone. No disrespect to your crew, of course, who look strong too in those matchy matchy outfits. Good movie. <laughs> Love Santana. Santana we got to jinx. You got to take the jinx out of the janks, my friend. Oh, God. This movie sucked. It was real Really bad. bad. Um, Woof. Um, so that concludes, I guess, Riddick well, no, we gotta do, we coverage. Got, yeah, yeah. Riddick coverage. Now we got to do uh, Riddick verse. I think we're, we're actually coverage. in lockstep on this. Yeah. So let's go do it together. Okay. The best, without a doubt. Two. Two. Oh, sorry. Dark in Fury. Your, yeah, Dark Fury. Dark Fury is what this all should have been. No I, question. I would have watched 13. We could have made this a 13-parter if it had just been a fucking season of Chronicles of Riddick. Right. If this was like a cult anime classic that was this character doing this kind of stuff without the fucking horrible CGI, without the terrible acting, with with, with a nice bite-sized chunk of adventures of Riddick doing Riddick stuff. Yes. The whole thing everyone likes about The Mandalorian, you know, and I know this has been made, this point's been made to death, is that like... We want to see Star Warsy stuff happening. Sure, just the the That's stuff that happens in Star yeah. Wars. Season we, two think, is right. worse because it loses that vibe. So I mean, we'll, we'll I, I like. I think a few episodes are very yes. strong that I really enjoyed. But, but no, yeah, yeah, you lose we, that. Vibe. We, we want bite sides of like, oh, a Star Wars adventure. That's fun. Yeah. Okay, we don't need this. Not all this needs to be the galaxy is ending and the family and the. We don't need that. Right. So. The second one is like, this would be delightful if we, all we got were little bite-sized chunks of Riddick doing what he's good at with great visual storytelling, I- I- exciting, I- inventive technical craft. 
wonderful short. I'd watch huh. it again. And you know what I'm thinking in my brain is were what if this were like the animatrix so rather than it being like the same creator like that would have been fun too like we get same character but just we get different people making different animated shorts about vin like that is i mean it doesn't even have to be about riddick honestly it could just be about vin he sounds like vin diesel in his very cool doing karaoke or whatever yeah living in the woods that was been a good one so number two i feel like also not controversial no we have we have we share yeah chronicles of riddick chronicles of riddick it's batshit it's fun it's silly carl urban shows up we the world building is really fun the necromongers are fun it completely dissolves into incomprehensible shit that like i i couldn't tell you what happens in that movie for the life of me but i love the necromongers i love vin becoming king at the end kira's fucking yeah the best grown-up jack that is, character right like like that, that movie built a world out really quickly oh i got lost in it i really enjoyed it again yeah, you very silly almost starved to death but we made it i almost died um and the necromongers are obviously the most interesting thing that they've introduced to this it's world it's a cool idea like i've never even I've, we, you see necromancy and other things and you see like things beyond the grave but this idea of people choosing death as its own religion Right. And like giving up their world to become a necromonger to die and then come back like uh that shit's fucking awesome and i'm glad they didn't explain it in the in chronicles but i'm so ready for just a necromonger movie yeah which this could have been and they shit the bed um third place again i don't think any argument here Number pitch one. black it's yeah. deeply flawed but whatever i liked it's, it more than you did but I, yeah it definitely doesn't doesn't top a chronicle right and it's way better than then its fucking number four, remake, Riddick, which fucking which sucks. All the shit that's bad about the first one is so amped up. Yeah, it sucks, and and mixes in homophobia and uh, sexual violence and just like casual things that are supposed to be like it's gritty, and it's like no, this is just lazy, predictable, and right. stupid, and like. We, th- there's so nothing cliche. to learn about anyone in no. these movies. And in this, this movie, yeah, excuse me. This sucks. We learn a lot about Riddick in two. But yeah, um, uh, anyways, what I'm trying to say is this. We all hate Riddick. Riddick sucks. All, all of our homies hate Riddick. Harry, yeah. did you like Riddick? All right. Well, you're from the beast's mouth. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm excited to be gone. You know, this, this was a real fucking letdown. So wet just noodle, so start, as my mom stop. used to say. Yeah. I think Pitch Black was like a, a, a downer opening. The, then two and three were like interesting but weird or just not really like... I'm never buying the DVD for any of this shit. Though I do have I to you, now you, own, you own Dark Fury on Amazon. Um, and I own... I think piracy really does call into question what ownership means. I think isn't piracy an inherent rejection of ownership? I mean, I technically own the Chronicles of Riddick, as I do now own Riddick. Actually, I will not own Riddick because I'm going to delete it as soon as we're done with this fucking episode because I'm never going to watch it again. Right. But I do own it. But you do own it. Um, Stole it. I'm a pirate. One more grog on the fire. A grog on the fire. So, Charles, what's up next week on When Will It End? What, What are we doing? Are we finally doing... Faster than the Furious? Are you that... testing me like this? This is crazy. You're usually the guy who's like, oh, or no. I, I mean, so this is the thing: is we got to make a decision. We don't know if we want to do it on the episode, but uh, still, the only way to see the Fast and the Furious Nine is in a movie theater. That sucks. We do live in a a pretty safe part of the world, but I gotta tell you, I'm tracking what's going on all over the place. Yeah, it doesn't and, look great. Uh, it looks bad. And you know what, listeners? You can go out to your damn parties and go inside and eat yum yums and on a table in front of other people. We're not there yet, you know? No. The fucking... A movie produced in the UK or Ireland or whatever 
the the golden night the green night what was it the green night the green night was canceled in the uk because it's so fucking shitty over there and you know it's just like it's bad it could go either way here it could it could get bad here again so in in the grateful dead world a popular grateful dead cover band just had to post like hey we played some indoor shows over the weekend and now everyone in the band is covid we all like most of us are vaccinated. Apparently, I've heard rumors one of them isn't. But anyways, like break, huh. breakthrough cases happen. And yeah. thank God, if you're vaccinated, it's essentially like a cold or whatever. It's not the end of the world. But the point is, shit's bad out there. It's very transmissible. People yeah, who are not I vaccinated. I want to see my are, grandma. I haven't seen my grandma there in over a year, and I can't is go. Is mommy there. shoe? Yeah, this is mommy shoe. Mommy shoe. So yeah, so cut that wh- shit out. But here's the good thing: is yeah. that we've never had to interrupt before because even though. Basically, every franchise we've done, with the exception of like the Maze Runner, has threatened us with more. They haven't come out yet. So this is our first one. We can do whatever the fuck we want. We're, there's no precedent. So, you know what the precedent is, folks? We wait till it streams Yay. so you can download it. Yeah, because I'll tell you what. We've got, a lot of, we've got a lot of good ideas in the hopper. So we'll, we'll figure that out. No, we already have that figured out. Then why you, oh, you said Because you choice. asked me if you were going to do F9, and we hadn't talked about you that You say no. We hadn't talked about it. Okay, so what's, what's up next? Because the these are all gold. I think we have a really good uh, we got a great run. run. Now we've gone through Riddick, which, again, woof. Uh, and what's, what's really cool is that the end of this year, hopefully, we'll see what happens, but we are planning to do Mission Impossible and The Matrix. Oh, The Matrix we can definitely do, because that's a, that's a Warner Brothers thing, and they're still doing uh, same-day releasing on Hubo HBO, Max, which we both have. Oh, shit. I don't know if I... I think because HBO Max wasn't part of the weird deal for smart TVs, I, I don't know if I have it right now, but we'll figure I it out. I have it. Great. And by that time... We can watch it on your new-ass couch and yeah. new-ass projector After this, uh, we're going to Home Depot to buy some wood so I can build myself a spandex movie screen. Charles's fiance is like, please, we we need to unpack the boxes and put stuff away. And Charles is like, yeah, 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 yeah I'll build a projector. Actually, you know what I did this morning? What? Unpacked all the boxes and put everything away. Wow. Yeah, you'll, you'll be surprised. Did you unpack the woodpeckers from your house? We actually did. I scared them. Yeah, they have not come back. <laughs> One little old knock from Charles. One little knock. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Uh, listeners probably already know this because we did say it, but we are going to do some reffin next. Yeah, oh my, we're doing Pusher? We're doing Pusher. Oh, I'm so excited. I've never seen these movies. You, you should be excited. Yeah. Now, you've heard of Mads Mikkel? Well, wait till he meet his son. Mads Mikkel's son. <laughs> You heard of Mads Mikkel? I got it. I hadn't heard of him, but... Wait till you meet his son. Which is Mads Mikkel's son. Right. Yeah. That's scary. Funny. My father was Mikkel. So we will... It's so funny to see the clips of Pusher that I've seen where, like, it's, like, you know, this, like, violently handsome, fascinating-looking man in, like, a lo-fi camcorder movie with, like, a do-rag Yeah, he's wearing, like, a a a orange tracksuit. Oh, my God. God, Europe is so fucking funny. I cannot tell you how excited I am to get out of, like it's very funny to think about a world where high concept auteur driven sci-fi has become the worst thing in the I know. universe I know. where for so long everyone was like oh you know i think and of course that's the classic star wars thing with with lucas where it's like when he can finally cut loose and do his thing oh it's gonna be amazing and we kick off this fucking century with the prequels and everyone's like <sighs> don't know if that was a good idea. Well, I mean, it gave us CGI filmmaking, so where we, we, we wouldn't have uh, we wouldn't have Sky Captain the World tomorrow. We sure. Well, that actually. Well, no, yeah, you're right. That does play off of other things, but I think Georgie's uh, hands in that one, probably hands hands down there. 
<laughs> mean, like that. No just, good. I'm just saying he's holding on to anyway, the sky so captain. Anyway, f- so from freaking Riddick, the fucking cool, yeah. um, space cool guy who harasses women in a way that is horny and not rude, we go to a bunch of Danish criminals running around yelling at each other. It's going to be good. So uh, we will eventually interrupt with F9. We, we promise. We just we want to be safe. And when we say interrupt, we mean mid-episode. Yeah, all of a sudden they beep, 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 beep. This just in, Charles and Josh streamed F9. And that was it. We just streamed F9. That was the interruption. And now back to regular programming. You're welcome. Cigarettes, they're good for you. More at seven. Um, okay, with that said, don't be like Riddick. Start being more critical of Vin Diesel's creative life because this is a problem. We love you all. Subscribe to the Patreon. Yeah, that's fun too because I think in in partnership with Raffin, we're just closing out uh Jal Jal Guy Richie. Oh, is it next week we're doing uh we're doing revolver next week? Oh that's so guys, if there's ever a time I think we've had a lot of fun with the Guy Ritchie coverage and uh again we, we just sort of explored his two failed attempts at franchising and now we'll explore easily his most hand over fist actual failure. Yeah, yeah. A movie that was basically rejected by a continent which is a, a really really hard the thing biggest to do. continent in movies yes so it, yeah it, it, when you're a hype no, director you. getting america to reject a movie with jason statham and ray liotta in it is actually impressive yeah so, so that and then i think we can talk about this later but i think uh, the pusher franchise is maybe a good time to explore a little reference on the bonus side as well so Perhaps we will. So, yeah. So, there's uh, patreon.com slash WWIE podcast. $5 a month. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? The time is now. What the fuck are you waiting for? What the fuck are you waiting for? Don't you do waiting it. For, waiting for the, so the sun to go down? <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Waiting for the rain to come out? So, the mud demons? Oh, and, and also, uh, just to close the episode, uh, Vin, those goggles fucking suck. Yeah, bad goggles. Yeah.